Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. We're back, man. Episode 258. Yes, sir. All right. Let's get into it. Um, recently, there was a viral picture. Um, it was making its rounds on Twitter and other places, and it was Rent-A-Center. If you're not familiar with Rent-A-Center, uh, they rent things at a very high interest rate for people oh, yeah. for people who have fucked up credit. That's what the, it's, it's, it's a very um, a predatory business. It's a very low, <laughs> very low monthly cost. Yeah, you get yeah. a refrigerator for like ten dollars a month for like thirty years. Yeah, thirty years you paid it off, but the interest rate being crazy. You like a for, home loan. For, yeah, right, right. Yeah, you, you got to take out a fucking uh, uh, FHA loan to get a goddamn <laughs> refrigerator from that bitch. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Renner Center they had a pair of Jordans, yeah. right? It was a pair of Jordans, and I think it was like fifteen dollars a week. I think it showed, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why I think it's hilarious is this. Rent-A-Center knows their audience. They know who their consumer is, and I think it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no different than a bunch of um, payday loans that exist. They tend to exist in lower-income lower, in, lower income areas. Yeah. And it's predatory It's predatory lending is all it is. Mm-hmm. It's just good old-fashioned predatory lending. Um, and that's what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I think it, that people need to understand that renting a pair of Jordans ain't that deep. Yeah, like just work on your credit, man. I don't claim to have perfect credit, but it's decent enough where I ain't got to fucking go get a pair of Jordans on Rent a Center. Mm-hmm. What they gonna do if you don't pay the bill? They just gonna pull up on you and repo your shoes, nigga? Yeah, cause they'll do. They'll take them back. Um, they'll just sell it used. Like that's well, I don't know about Rent a Center. I worked at Aaron's, but it's the same. You know, Aaron and Rent Rent a Center is like cousins. That'd be bad if you got some smelly ass feet and they repo your shoes. Yeah, you take you take them back and they stink. You know what's fucked up too? I know a guy that used to be a manager at a Rent a Center, mm-hmm. and he told me that when we, we had to take our stuff back, he said it would be so bad at times we have to we had a we had a separate warehouse where we put the returned items because they'd be full of roaches. Yeah, that happened. I've definitely been uh, when I worked at Aaron's. I've been in spaces where you gotta. Uh, Go pick up a couch, mm-hmm. and it'd be roaches all in there. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes we'll, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you got to be really straight with people sometimes. Like, hey, we can't pick this up right now. Um, or you got to, like, wrap it up in one of those little, you know, bed bug bags or whatever. Yeah, it'd be yeah. all kind of nice. I would just call my boss and be like, hey, man, uh, fuck you, okay? Bro, you'd be in some terror. <laughs> I remember that was, um, we had to go get um, a washer and dryer. But the whole house just smelled like urine. Ooh. Yeah. Like from, you know, like a lot of, uh, some people be having, um, you know, like, like uh, health problems and mm-hmm. stuff. So they might like pee in bag or something like, you know, just any sort of thing where, you know, they may wear Depends or something like that. And then this whole house just be reeking of, like, adult, like, very strong urine I would just basically tell him if I worked at Aaron's and I had to get a fucking couch back or some shit, I'd say, hey, boss, um, they're trying to fight me. And I, I can't <laughs> we, we can't get it because they're, they're trying to get violent. Yeah. Like, we'll call the police. I'd be like, well, unfortunately, we can't call the police because my battery's dying on my phone. This is the last call I can make. <laughs> I had to go to another house. Yeah, it'd be yeah. some wild You run into some wild stuff. Yeah, there was, there, I seen this thing online or on TikTok of this mm-hmm. person that worked at a software spot. Or like, no, it was like a computer slash um, gaming console repair center. Mm-hmm. And they get these people's PlayStations and stuff. Then they got the people like, my fans will stop blowing. I don't know why. And they open it up and it'd be caked up with dead roaches. Oh, my God. It'd be caked up. with And it'd be and one dude 
The worst one I seen wasn't roaches at all. It was actually cigarettes. Some dude was smoking so many cigarettes that the fan that was going in his PC or the monitor, all the smoke and the, what do you call it, the soot or the carcinogens or whatever from the cigarettes, it went into it and it was caked up. Mm. And the fan was stuck. It wouldn't blow because mm-hmm. that much, he'd been smoking cigarettes for so long. It's just like if, if, uh, if like, uh, when people sell a house mm-hmm. and the house belonged to a smoker, they will literally have stained walls yeah. and stained bathrooms from the smoke. Yeah. And they got to they gotta get a guy to go in there with special chemicals to clean that shit off. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you shouldn't be smoking, yo. Yeah. Some people, like, when you move in or move out of a space, it's, it got that, that human, uh, disgusting human smell. Sometimes. That remnant of whatever mm-hmm. was left. And they mm-hmm. might have cleaned it, but... They didn't clean it to your standard. Yeah, it might have been. Dog. We've been in when we were in house shopping. It was like a couple dogs that we seen. Like mm. not dogs, but like smell. houses that smell like you know for sure dogs was in. Imagine there. you walk into some house and you trying to buy. You like, oh, they were selling pussy in here. <laughs> <laughs> and it smell like uh, trout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is bad, yo. <laughs> Oh, they, they they used to eat a lot of tuna in this house. <laughs> they was getting hella protein. <laughs> they was making gains in here. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. So, dude, I think I I, I will say that that uh, that's this is not like a new thing. It's a new thing at I never seen at Renner Center, but mm-hmm. some of these other apps they have the uh, like the payment plans for for shoes and yeah. stuff like that. Um, it it, it kind of goes both ways. I think Renner Center. Is a place where, you know, they're preying on people that can't afford to drop two thousand, mm-hmm. three thousand on whatever appliance. Um, but yeah, I just think you know if if you can't afford to pay three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars for some Jordans, then you should probably just wait. I think it's deeper than that. I think they did some market research and they know who their consumers are. I think they know their consumers are a lot of people who are irresponsible. So they figured like that's the number one thing. If you are a consumer. There's some people that they get $300 and that money is gone the same day because yeah. they, they have this thing where they have to spend money. Yeah. And that's the people they're targeting. Yeah. Because a person <clears throat> who has any type of financial literacy at all, not saying you need to fucking have a portfolio and all of that, but if you have any form of financial literacy, you would understand that like shoes are not a priority. Mm-hmm. Like they're just not. Like if you have a bunch of pairs of shoes at home, you don't need to put a payment plan down on some shoes. Yeah. But that's what they're doing. They just did some market research. They know who their consumers are. They said, oh, these type of people also have these habits. Mm-hmm. These people are also, they probably know, they probably got you down to the cigarettes you smoke. <laughs> they probably I don't got, think it's that. I don't think it's that deep. Uh, I think it'd be surprised, Keith. I think that, because this is not like a mass thing. I think this is just like somebody went into, it's almost like, um, like if you go in certain random WalMarts across America, you might find like something that is you know like wow they got this here like they got like Reeboks in 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 uh, in Walmart. I just think it was I think it's a, a random rent a center in who knows where that was like man we could sell Jordans here and then they just posted them up there because the way that it's not even like it's not even put together like it's a handwritten sign and stuff like that. It don't look yeah. like it was that. That's true. Well but thought out. I will say this, though. I think, like, uh, analytics matter. <clears throat> like, analytics tell a story. So, mm-hmm. Like, for our podcast, we have the age demo for people who listen. And, the, male, the like, the male and female breakdown. We have, like, mm-hmm. different, 
like spots that we know the, the, who consumes what. Mm-hmm. So I think after a while, they're they, like companies that want to stay in business have to collect information so it allows them to try to you know um, uh, advance their business in some way. Mm-hmm. Which is probably why Toys R Us and places like that are down the toilet mm-hmm. because they never grown with the times. Mm-hmm. So if you're just rent a center and you're only giving refrigerators and TVs and shit. You want to find a way to try to stay relevant. So putting a shoe up there might be like, oh, and if they start getting exclusive Jordans, that's going to make their business even bigger. Yeah. If, if they start getting it, because I don't know the whole shoe lingo. I'm not like, you're like, oh, nigga, they got the Iceberg 7s there. <laughs> you're like, you know, and yeah. then they, they got the Iceberg 7s at Renaissance Center. I only got to put in 15 a month. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's going to draw people in. Yeah, it's, it's potential there. It's potential I, there. I think it works as a business model. You know, just yeah. people. If I was young and dumb or like maybe in a 10 years ago, I might have done something like that. Like just, you know, bought some Jordans on credit. But um, yeah, it's definitely like uh, it's definitely a, uh, a thing that you could definitely market to the 20 something years old, especially the people that try to wait in line or they, they you don't wait in line anymore. But um, like the sneaker app and stuff like that. A lot of people, they try to log on, but it's just so many bots and so many people buying at the yeah. same time that you could never get any of the shoes, the new releases. So yeah, if you go in there and did it. But I, I don't know. I don't I don't know how it, because the way that works, like it's too competitive and they're never going to get exclusive Jordans. Mm. Like just the way, the way the shoe thing or the industry goes, like you, those, whatever, like ain't no way that Renaissance Center is going to be able to get um, the exclusive Jordans over like a flight club in, in, in LA or, you know, any of these like big sneaker uh, companies or whatever. I just don't, I don't see it. But the, like the shoes that they had was Jordan fives, mm-hmm. which is like, um, those ones I don't know, not to my knowledge are like super exclusive shoes. Right, right. So, you know, I guess they going to get in where they fit in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, with that statement you made earlier, just made me think of that Khalid song. Mm-hmm. Young, dumb, and broke. Yeah. Young, dumb, broke, high school kids. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, shout out to Khalid. His last video was very gay. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> That mug was <laughs> that mug was flamboyant. Yeah, I love that guy. I don't give a fuck if he's gay or not. But I, that that was that. You was, know what? Joe Budden had a really good point. Um, he was saying, well, I don't even know if he had this point, but this is what I took from the conversation that he's been having for for a while. It's like they're they're. It seems like they're pushing this agenda, and he's yeah, like, I, I am I am supportive of you know the LGBT. QIA plus community. That's not the issue. The issue is that there's like there's like an agenda, and even even these guys that may not even be gay, like mm. there's this like this kind of like uh, very apparent narrative of like this flamboyant guy, you mm. know, with the uh, Harry Styles and the Khalid, yeah, and all these different guys. It's like it's cool if you you know if you you kind of like a what you call that, like a metrosexual. I don't even know if that's a term anymore. Gay adjacent. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> some people are just doing it because they kind of, they're doing it as like analytics or market research mm. because if I am a little bit feminine. Towing the line. Yeah, I'm going to be able to garner such and such. Like I'm sure there's like, you know, people really doing that. Like, oh, if you if you kind of like, you know, have, um, you know, like uh, songs without, 
pronouns in it like you know it could be for everybody and then the gay people and the straight people and lesbians and they can all sing along with you mm. it's just like come on, i think God. it's fucked up though because what you're doing is you're trying to you're trying to use whatever you're doing to galvanize like uh, people in the LGBT community, when in actuality it's a business tactic and it's not organic. That's yeah, that's and the biggest. That's thing. fucked up. If yeah. that's the case, yeah. The thing about it, like, um, I always look at like you know really good art, right? So, like, and I think good art it doesn't have an agenda. Good art is there. Like, you go. The agenda is making great music or yep. great TV or great film or whatever. The agenda is not like pushing some sort of business. Right? That's true. So I think about like the most successful. Like, uh, at least in a black community, I can't speak for anybody else, but the like the most successful, like gay, um, artistic pieces, um, one would probably be like Channel Orange from Frank Ocean, like mm. his album where he kind of came out and he wrote the letter and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then, uh, the movie Moonlight, right? You know, one, mm-hmm. you know, the best, and won the Oscars and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But when you listen to those slash watch that, that movie, there's no, there's not really a, an agenda they're just telling a story um and they're telling it from the standpoint of like this is my truth right you know, it's right, not right. it's not like oh this is what's going to garner the most critical acclaim or this mm. is going to get me an oscar or a grammy or whatever just art. So, yeah just art so yeah i and, can respect that yeah um i think too recently there's a show called uh, last of us mm-hmm. it's one of the biggest shows out right now mm-hmm. and i'm not going to spoil it but there is a gay couple in the show mm-hmm. And what I took from it is this. It, this is what happens when there's many, many years of complete underrepresentation. Mm-hmm. They start to like they, they when you underrepresent something, you could get into a zone where you start overrepresenting Over. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like the average person is not gay. That's like one some percent. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that representation does matter for that community because there are gay people. That is a reality. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they're starting they starting to put it a little too much in shows and mm-hmm. commercials. It's almost like a over. Um, it's almost like it, the same thing with with black folks. How they start trying to like turn certain su- superheroes black mm-hmm. that was traditionally white. Yeah. When you should just come up with new characters. You know what I want? I want thirteen percent of the superheroes to be black. Thirteen <laughs> percent because we represent thirteen yeah. percent of the country. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. You know. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. If we only represent thirteen percent, so. Like, That's like re- representation is like what's really going on. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. I would hate like so for example, I'm writing a movie about Bakersfield. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't do it to where it's like um you know, it's not representative of what's here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like there's a small Asian population here. There's you know, there's a there's a few people. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be like fifty Asians everywhere or like every scene, like if it's a diner scene That's or ridiculous. something like that. It's like three Asians over here, three white people right here, yeah, some ridiculous. Indians and then black people. It's just like like I just want something that looks like realistic. Yeah, that's you know? not organic. Yeah, like you're 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 pushing a narrative that's not reflective of real <clears> life. <throat> mm-hmm. Like I think that there's like whenever you see like a interracial couple in movie, you don't see it that often. Mm-hmm. And I think that like I don't know, I mm-hmm. don't know because when it, what was the movie Bird Box mm-hmm. where uh, that that dude uh, I forgot his name he's he was uh, Trevante Rhodes. Trevante Rhodes is mm-hmm. with with the what the fuck is her name? Uh, God damn it. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a big deal. There's a bunch of interracial couples. And the funny thing about it, though, it's usually a one way. It's usually a black dude with a white chick. Yeah. It's not usually a black woman with a white dude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You see that one a little more than the other. That movie, You, You People, that kind of that came out. It was like, that was like, 
you don't you don't see it that often though. No, not mm-hmm. especially not that lopsided. Mm-hmm. Uh, big white guy uh, and a black woman that looks like that. That's yeah. that you don't really see that. Yeah, that's, that's a Hollywood. Not, that's a Hollywood relationship. That's not happening. Nah, people. She, gonna, he's so far away from her real boyfriend in real life. Nah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she dated a crib. <laughs> This nigga just eat sandwiches. You're rolling 60s. <laughs> That's <was> crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're rolling 60s crib. Yeah. <laughs> this is just so off. So That's off. hilarious. Yeah. But in regards and to- And Lil Wayne. Yeah, right. Exactly. Two rappers. <laughs> Two rappers. The only, only rapper she getting out of him is a sandwich rapper. <laughs> nah, but look. <laughs> when it comes to the movie Last of Us, um, or the, excuse me, the show, mm-hmm. it, the show was like a movie. It's, just, it's awesome. Yeah. But when it came to the, the gay couple- it didn't. It didn't trigger me. It didn't bother me. It didn't matter because they did such an amazing job writing that you just seen them as a couple who were trying to survive. Yeah, that's all I'll give you guys mm-hmm. is that even if you're a person that's like I'm tired of this gay shit all over the everybody trans like if you're one of those people you're gonna be triggered anyways because you're probably homophobic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, <laughs> but if you just like good TV and great writing, you will love this show. Lot Last of Us, great yeah. show. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a, I mean, the same thing I would say. I always go back to Moonlight because I think it's the, the best representation of a person that's dealing with, you know, like the, I don't call it a transition, but the only, for lack of a better term, a transition into like understanding themselves as a homosexual. Mm. Like most shows, most TV is just not written that well. It's always like some weird, like, you know, some weird reveal, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the show or whatever, you know, yeah, it's like a secret thing going on. I don't, yeah. yeah. I don't like I don't like when all of a sudden, you know, like Batman is trans or something. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. We went on a tangent. All right. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, recently, Michael B. Jordan had an interview um, with interviewer L'Oreal. Um, is that the same? Um Person that's on the podcast with yes. Wax. Yeah. Yeah. I yep. It. Yep. Shout out to L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael B. Jordan didn't hesitate to put a red carpet reporter on blast. And he didn't do that. They're just over exaggerating. <laughs> uh, during a recent premiere for Creed 3, the actor slash director took some time to speak with Morning Hustle host L'Oreal. The interviewer immediately congratulated Jordan on the, on the new film and revealed they were classmates in New Jersey. We go way back, all yeah. the way back to Chad Science Academy in, New, in Newark, Newark, she said. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I was the corny kid, right? Jordan responded, referring to remarks on a podcast. Um, damn, that was remarks on a podcast. Yeah, I guess she had said that she, like, she knew Michael B. Jordan, mm. um, and she was saying things like... Um, you know, he was a little bit corny, a little bit weird in, in high school. He would he was named Michael Jordan, but people was like, he not, you know, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan is obviously the greatest basketball mm-hmm. player, but he like he just kind of a weird, awkward kid. Yeah. And then she also said that he would walk around with a headshot, like, you know, like actors have the headshots. Mm-hmm. And I think I think at the time he was like, you know, he was auditioning probably for the wire and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I think that, you know, most people was just kind of like, what are you doing? Like, you just, like, we just chilling. Like, we here talking, having lunch and stuff. And you, like, trying to be this actor. You're trying to be somebody. (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing trying to be a productive human being in society? Yeah, yeah. Just be be like us, lost kids. Be regular, yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. L'Oreal laughed off Jordan's comment and insisted she was misquoted. However, the actor pushed back and and he said directly, uh, he said her, her, he directly heard the reporter call him corny. No, you didn't. Uh, no, you did not hear me say that. I said we used to make fun of the name. She continued before changing the subject, but yeah, he is obviously killing things out here, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Michael B. Jordan, um, 
when you're that young and you're trying to be somebody and you have this foresight to be this great actor or this human being, mm-hmm. it's different than everybody your age. Mm-hmm. No one has a real trajectory for where they're going. So they're just going to look at you like, what the fuck? I went to high school with this very popular, I won't say popular, but he did a Burger King commercial that was fucking viral back in 2001, mm-hmm. right? Little half black kid. He had um, curly, like uh, half breed hair, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and he did a Burger King commercial that everybody had seen, and he just popped up at Bakersfield High School. He was like, hey, that's the fucking Burger Kid. Hey, Burgers, Burgers. They're calling him Burgers? Calling him Burgers. Yeah. And he was just like, he just looked like, like what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And the way that we laughed at somebody that was probably making a lot of money residually. You know, what or fuck? not. Yeah, what does that noise? Birds? freaking pigeons. That's an aggressive pigeon. Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah. that. Oh my God! Ever since they kicked them, ever since they got evicted out of the sixth floor, they've been. Out. <laughs> <laughs> These some New York pigeons, man. It's like fuck y'all, podcast. Huh? Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you get these goddamn Cameron pigeons the fuck out of here. <laughs> the <laughs> Pigeon outside pigeons. like Pigeon yeah, the, the, what dipset pigeons? Dipset pigeons. Pigeon out there like screwy Louie. Cameron was dope, man. <laughs> but it's like he he was rapping like nobody else. Yeah, he like, had his own style. She wanna sure. screw me, screw me. She tried to do me, do me. <laughs> I told her Louie Louie. You come and screw me, do me. I'm like, all right, all right, Cameron. <laughs> But you go back and listen, you'd be like, that nigga was speaking, like, he was speaking bars right there. Yeah, he was for sure speaking. Yeah, but um, there, was a, there was a quote or, like, a statement that was made underneath the comment on TikTok, and it was pretty deep. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best way to describe this situation with, with Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. It said, the axe forgets, but the tree doesn't. Mm-hmm. Or the tree always remembers, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the tree, I mean, the axe that was cutting into the tree... It's not going to remember that tree. It just chopped it down mm-hmm. or it attempted to chop it down. But the tree does not forget you slicing into it. Mm-hmm. So regardless of Michael B. Jordan being the world's sexiest man and uh, Creed three and all these amazing accolades, he doesn't forget you. He doesn't forget what you did to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Michael B. Jordan has access to all kinds of women and money and all kinds of things. But Michael B. is like, wait a minute. Ain't you the person that called me corny? And he looked her in her eyes and he's like, he said, oh, the corny kid, right? And she was like, nah, I was Miss Cordy. He's like, nah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. What's up, though? What's up, though? How you doing? What's up, though? Like, he was looking at her like, I'm here. Yeah. I'm, like, it was more or less like, I'm him. Yeah. You interviewed me. You at me. my movie premiere. You at my movie premiere. You, yeah. know, you, you know what this is about, right? Yeah. And I think he deserved that moment. Yeah, for sure. Bro, I, I, I can't relate to Michael B. Jordan's success story, but I could relate to some of his origin story. Michael B. Jordan was kind of a nerdy-looking kid. Wasn't mm-hmm. that great of a looking person? I'm not trying to be mean, but it's the truth. And when you go through that, me, sometimes I wasn't the greatest-looking kid growing up. Mm-hmm. So I remember there was a time this this girl, somebody said, that's why you date Eddie. And she's like, ugh, I don't date Eddie. And all these girls started laughing, and I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, that's fucked up. Like and she just said it as a joke. Like, Yeah, like uh, I guess the, they, like I was the... You could be the butt of someone's jokes without even knowing what's going on. That's how high school is. Mm-hmm. Junior high and high school could be very cruel that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then flash forward nine years later, the same chick's in my inbox trying to suck my dick. Okay? That's so crazy. at the end of the day, that you, you, mm-hmm. you, you, your prime ended in high school, mm-hmm. right? 
you peaked in high school, mm-hmm. but now you two, three kids deep, and now you want to try to holler at me? Yeah. The same girl that said, ew. Yeah. No, baby. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, I'm good. You can listen to my podcast, though. You listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. You can get none of this dick. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm not trying to big myself up. I'm just saying that this is how it works. Yeah. The same people that chastise you in the very beginning of whatever you got going on will be the same people coming back later on. Yeah. There are some girls that were overweight, braces, acne, all that in high school. Didn't get no attention from no boys. Uh, they start growing up. They lose weight. They make money. They look beautiful. They don't even look like the girl. And then the same dudes that was probably cracking jokes or didn't give her no attention, them same dudes trying to come back later on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That happens too, because I know some girls that glowed up. Yeah, I know one now actually. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she's in a relationship, but mm-hmm. there's one I know that in high school she just wasn't she wasn't like built like that. But she's we're all kids in high school, mm-hmm. but she was just not that that popular girl, mm-hmm. right? That pretty popular girl. And I'm gonna tell you something too: those popular people, the popular people that are the end people in high school. They all get older and either get on drugs or get fat. They fizzle out for sure. They either choose burgers or crack. One of them. Mm -hmm. Or they might be crack burgers. Who knows? (laughs) If he eating burgers and crack, he's like, you counteracting the fat with the crack and (laughs) drugs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I know some people I went to school with that made fun of homeless people and became the homeless motherfucker later on. Yep. I'm dead serious. Yeah. I, I'm, I know people that would crack a joke, see a homeless person, laugh at them, and became that person. Mm-hmm. I know dudes that would, and, and it's sad, I know people that would be turning up in high school. We didn't use the word turn up back then, but they'd be in high school or, you know, ditching the drink, alcohol, and smoke cigarettes, and now they're asking people for change. Mm-hmm. I know a dude that's one year <laughs> younger than me that looked like he's 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. But this is what happens, man, at, the, at your origin story uh, or, or the beginning of whoever you are, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to shit on you because mm-hmm. you might be not that attractive yeah. or you might be overweight mm-hmm. or you might be short. You know what I'm saying? It's people that will literally, it's sad, bro. Mm-hmm. It's people that literally get shitted on for being short. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. You imagine how much shame short people get? Short men, let's be specific. Mm-hmm. The only people allowed to be short is women. Mm-hmm. If they you get would, made fun of too, though. Nah, really. Fuck no. Not That's compared it, to men. Sure. Not to men. Not even close. It's not. They're not shame, but they definitely get made fun of for they sure. Get, yeah, but it's different. It's a joke and shame. It's two different things. But I'm saying, is the recipient? It doesn't matter. Like you just. I'm. T- I'm. I'm just talking from experience. I know a lot of short women that get made fun of. For sure. Yeah, they, but it's different because women that are short, it's appropriated. Even women that are overweight be like, I'm a BBW queen. If you're overweight, man, they're not calling you no king. <laughs> Only king you is is the Burger King to them. <laughs> they're not looking at you like that. When you're a short man, they'll say shit like, if you're not, at least please, they'll be on a date naps like, at least be six foot. <laughs> at least be 5'10". Come on. Yeah. Like, men get flat out shamed. Yeah. So let's like let's not even go there. Women get shamed for other shit, but when it comes to height, the shame goes to the men. So it's men that get shamed just for existing. Mm-hmm. And they get older. And the thing about it is, it, 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 it's not the end of your story. Ask Kevin Hart. What is Kevin Hart? 5'5"? Five, five? Yeah. He's like 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. But if you're short, you just got to be talented. Yeah, you better be yeah. talented. You, you better be able like, to. There's no glow up. Nah. And, and, yeah, you done growing up. <laughs> so you got to glow up now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that grow up, that, 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 uh, that, that, uh. Well, because gross bird ain't coming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the Kevin Hart's of the world, be funny, 
or know how to fight or yeah. know how to be a professional in something, and that mm-hmm. height don't matter. You'd be like a boxer or something like that. Uh, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. You know how many women will claim that like I, I don't I can't date a man that's under five ten, but as soon as the weekend show up to town, they trying to get in the backstage with the weekend. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. like that's why you can't really worry. Like you just gotta be as best as the best you can be. Yeah. Just that. Uh, yeah. That's a, I think the thing with um bringing it back to Michael B. Jordan is like, I think the most beautiful part of that story is like, if you he he may not be Michael Jordan, the basketball player, but he definitely got that complex. So. Yep. I'm sure every person in high school that made fun of him in any capacity, he'd be using that as motivation every time he he go on a set or he 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 don't audition for no roles anymore. Yep. But I'm sure he's all that motivation is in the back of his mind. Like all those people that called him corny, all those people that called him weird for carrying headshots to right, school right. and stuff like that. It's like now y'all gotta watch me. I'm gonna do a premiere at my high school and watch all the kids go crazy when I walk into the right. room. And have all the alumni that may be janitors now mm-hmm. or security guards at the school, they gotta eat, they gotta eat crow. Oh yeah. They gotta <laughs> eat crow. They make yeah. fun of him. Jay Farrow is another one. Jay Farrow or Jay Farrow, the mm-hmm. one that uh, Farrow, excuse me, the one that does all the uh impressions. Mm-hmm. He said he was overweight in high school and people used to crack jokes on him and shit. Mm-hmm. And he worked on his physique and he got better at his craft and he was doing all these skits and meeting up with people and all mm-hmm. of that. And now, you know, the game done changed. Yeah. Yeah, the game done change. It's usually what is, and I don't think this is uh, uh, what is it. The uh, I don't want to use an in, incorrect Bible reference. But what did it say? The meek shall inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's relevant to this, mm-hmm. but I do understand that if you're a person that has been shitted on a lot of your life, just don't give up, bro. Like I, yeah. I that's the most generic statement that I can make. But it's just, bro, you got to keep going. Yeah, I think. I think that the biggest theme in whatever Michael B. Jordan did is like only you know where you're going. Hundred percent. You know, it's it, it may it's not for people to understand. You know why you do what you do because most people won't get it. I mean, and, and it's it's not it's not your fault that they don't get it. It's not um, it's not our fault that people are like, why do y'all keep doing this podcast? Or you know, every Sunday y'all be doing that. Dang, that's crazy. Like it's not it's not for everybody to understand, but. When you got a goal and you know what you're doing aligns with with that goal, um, that's that's for you to get because that, that's just nature the nature of of human beings. Like I was watching the movie um, Freedom Riders the other day, and um, in that movie, obviously the the story is that the the, the white teacher comes into the to uh, to a, the worst school in L.A. And she got a bunch of kids that don't know how to read and all this other stuff and that are like gang affiliated and you know they're getting jumped and shootings and all these other things excuse me and she basically at the end of the year um, I mean at the end of the high school year or high school career they all graduated you know what I mean and they're successful you know citizens in in life now Mm -hmm. and she faced um you know other teachers saying like why are you working so hard you need to give up on these students we're not giving them any books because they don't know how to read they're just using these books as like, you know, paper to write graffiti and, all, you know, it's like all these things stacked up against her. But in her mind, she knew that if she kept trying, if she kept trying different things, um, you know, her uh, the things that she the goals that she had would eventually get accomplished because she was putting the work in. Um, but that's just that's just the nature of the game. Like not not everybody is going 
going to be there to support you. Some people is like, they just don't see the vision. And some people are projecting, like, you know, I, I imagine there's a lot of people that um, was, went to that school in Newark in New Jersey and was like, in the back of their mind, like, man, I want to be an actor, but mm-hmm. I don't have the courage to do it. So I'm going to just make fun of this dude right there here. You you know? There you go. There you go. And the funny thing, too, is some of you guys got a bunch of content and stuff. You're too, too afraid to post it. You post everybody else's content, mm-hmm. not realizing that you have some level of, of, uh, of um, how do you say it? You have some level of, jeez, uh, I'm losing my words here. Mm-hmm. You have talent. You have mm-hmm. some level of talent yourself, but you don't put it out there because you're too afraid, mm-hmm. right? You, say every, you share everybody else's shit because you, you lack confidence. Truth be told, the person that you're afraid of chastising you for what you're doing, they're not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. The best they can do is comment on what you do. Yeah. That's the best they got. Mm-hmm. That is literally the best they got. Yeah, man. Bro, you have no. T- you have to keep going. You have to keep going, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You have to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for sure. I was going to say. Yeah. And yeah. I think that the, the beautiful thing about that interaction is that Michael B. Jordan wasn't disrespectful. Like, no. And I think, I think at, at a certain level... You know, you you definitely not gonna forget people calling you corny in no. high school, but at a certain level, he probably like it's, it's high school, you know. So I'm gonna give her this energy right here, but at the same time, I'm not gonna. Um, I don't know what that's. Is it still recording? Yeah. Um, what the fuck is that, dude? This is uh, the third week has done it, but yeah. I don't hear it when it comes back. Recording. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but yeah, so you know, he's doing that like. Um, he he's still present in the interview, but he letting her know like yeah this this he just acknowledging you know that that kind of tension, but at the same time he carried on. He was very professional. He gave her the interview and he moved on. And then at the end she was like, well Michael B Jordan ain't corny no more. And she had to she had to eat that. You yeah, know she I mean? did. But she's successful in her own right too. Let's highlight that. <clears throat> Shout out to L'Oreal. It's yeah. not easy to get where she got to, but yeah. you, you, she can't take back the, what she said about him. Yeah. That nigga's the opposite of corny. Yeah. Like he's literally a very self-made, hard-working man. Yeah. Right? So shout out to Michael B. Jordan. It's a couple ways. I think the, the biggest stunt or the biggest, the best way to hit people back without having a visceral reaction is just how he did that interview. Mm-hmm. But you know what that shout out to what that what that showed me about him is his self-mastery. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't say, yeah, I'm the corny kid you was talking shit about. Yeah, but that, no, he didn't do none of that. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, you know the corny kid, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I'm here, though. How you doing? What's up, though? Mm-hmm. How you doing? Right? You can either do it the way he did it there, or you could just do the interview, don't say nothing, and then later on, when you having, like, a dinner or an event, go get the most expensive bottle, probably get four or five of them, and then send it to her table and be like, from the corny kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just sent, I sent your yearly salary to your table <laughs> in champagne and wine. Yeah. From the corny kid. You have a great day. Go ahead and take that to your family. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. I don't I don't got to flip out on you to stunt on you. I could just keep living. That's the biggest stunt. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be I don't have to react to what you said about me. Yeah. Anybody that it, it's some people that probably listen to the podcast like these dudes really think they're going to make it somewhere. Yeah. Like, man, Keith is stupid. Eddie is stupid. This you got to say it out loud, though, so we could double Say it out loud so we could hear it. <laughs> yeah. I'll it don't work if you're just saying it at home. Yeah, you're saying it at home because now yeah. you can act like you're a supporter when we make it. <laughs> yeah. I right? And you could be like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. 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 I remember back in the day when you guys, I, I, I've been a supporter from day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. Keep that same energy. Because mm-hmm. success is loud. You even got to say nothing. Mm-hmm. It'll be some column about Eddie and Keith. 
Eddie and Keith signed $30 million deal with Spotify, mm-hmm. right? It'll be a column on Bakersfield, KGET News. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, two local podcasters signed massive podcast deal with Spotify or Barstool Network. And I'll be like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I hate those niggas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to eat that. You got to eat that, bro. Mm-hmm. And all I got to do, I don't got to point out somebody hating on me. Mm-hmm. All I got to do is just keep living. Yeah. That's all I got to do is keep living. I ain't got to post no cars. I ain't got to do nothing. Mm-hmm. The biggest stunt on you is if you see me in public and I'm driving a GT500, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's Eddie. Mm-hmm. With the tinted windows. He wrote his windows down so I could see him. Yeah. Yes, he wrote his windows down. <laughs> yeah, that nigga still looked the same. Yeah, that nigga still, he ain't even getting older, man. <laughs> That's how yeah. it is, man. People don't, I don't think people get that, man. I, I'll, I'll, summer, I'll end it with this, though. Um, I don't know who I'm speaking to directly when I say this, but just please keep going. Mm-hmm. Just keep going, man. I know. Trust me. I know, I know, I know. And a lot of people probably shitted on you most of your life for reasons you can't even control, talked down on you, laughed at you, made you the butt of jokes. Mm-hmm. Man, just keep going because they're going to have to eat that shit. Yeah. And they probably either going to be quiet and just just fade off into obscurity because mm-hmm. they can't take it or they're going to have to be like, good job, man. Um yeah, that's that's dope that you're that you're a millionaire now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's dope that you're a musician on tour. Yeah. Oh man, that's dope that you made it into the UFC, man. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas don't want to give you credit, but they Not get at all. you push them so far into a corner where now they got to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the most satisfying thing. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh okay, hey, appreciate you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, deep down inside, you're like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you was the main one over there talking. Hater. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Uh, goals take discipline, not motivation. I was ta- I was talking about why well, I posted this too, but I think people get it twisted. The, the same people that post all these motivational videos and motivation quotes, motivation mm-hmm. is fleeting, man. Yeah. I, in order to make it anywhere in life, you got to have discipline. You mm-hmm. got to have self-discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some people that stop going to the gym because their friends stop going to the gym and they're like, I don't have a workout partner. I can't work out anymore. Take your stupid ass to the gym by yourself. Nigga. Self-discipline. is Especially th- Planet Fitness. You don't need no spotter. You go nah. in and get your weight, get your workout in. Yeah, they ain't got heavy enough weights in there for you to be doing that. They only go up to 75 pounds. <laughs> so it's like, bro, it, self-discipline is that it's like when things happen in your life, they don't, they don't give you an excuse to just go off the rails and not do shit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the next day after my dad died, I was at the gym. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, the two days. Saturday, I went out there. Sunday, I was at the gym. Mm-hmm. And also, Sunday, I did a podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay? Things don't stop because of what you're going through. That takes discipline. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may not have a motivation, but once you get in that situation, you're like, I'm so glad I went to the gym today because I did not want to come. I didn't want to train. I didn't want to work out. I wasn't feeling it. I was making every excuse in my mind to lay back down and hit the fucking snooze button. But I'm here. I had a great workout. Now let me start my day. Yeah. Now let me make a good lunch, a health-conscious lunch. Let me eat something healthy for dinner. Let me get that extra protein shake in, you know, so this could also triple and double down on where I want to be in the future, right? Yeah. That's not even motivation. That's just like 
you're beating this shit into yourself because you know where you want to go. Like if you let's say for example you're a professional fighter, right? Boxing or MMA, nigga, them practices ain't fun all the time. You getting yeah. socked in the head, you getting slammed, yeah. you getting choked out. They trying to submit you. Yeah, you you know you you trying to learn your opponent. You going through all this shit all the time. That shit ain't fun all the time. Mm-mm. Especially when your knee hurting and the motherfucker kicking you in the knee now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and you can't tell him, hey, take it easy on my knee, because the nigga in the fight ain't gonna take it easy on your knee. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's a part. The journey is the biggest thing. Yeah, the the journey. The only fun part is the destination. Mm-hmm. A lot of the journey ain't fun, bro. Not at all. No. <laughs> yeah, but that's. <clears throat> I remember I had that revelation years ago, like twenty, probably like twenty. Dang. Probably a little after I graduated college, and like no, no, before. Probably like 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. I was uh, I was working out. Like, that's when I was I was boxing, you know, pretty heavily, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Monday through Friday with me and my older brother. And um, I remember just, like, not feeling like running, right, not feeling like, you know, doing a workout on whatever day. And then I tried to put on, like, the videos, like the, you know um, – like whatever you know, they had the people working out, and then the people, yeah, you know, that's not when those videos speaking. first start popping up. Yeah, uh huh. And I was like, yo, I just need this to just get me, you know, just to get me up, get me going. And it didn't work. Mm-mm. Like I was still tired. I still didn't want to do it. I, you know, I didn't get up. And then that's when it dawned on me. Like I, I, I think I literally texted my brother. I was like, yo, this is this is not about motivation. It's just about like the discipline to mm-hmm. to do it every single day. And, um, you know, that that's, you know, that revelation has stuck with me because um, and sometimes you need to be reminded. But, you know, it stuck with me because, um, you know, there's just days where you don't feel like waking up early. There's days where you just don't feel like getting out of the bed. There's days where you might want to watch The Last of Us instead of, you know, going to the gym, whatever the case may be. But you realize, like, all of that is in the world of just excuses, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. And, you know, the excuses. um, the excuse is just it, it, it means nothing because it's mm-hmm. not necessarily connected to what you're trying to do. Hundred percent. Right? You know, in the world of like going to the gym um every single day, you can be tired and go to the gym. Yes. Or you can have energy and go to the gym. Yes. You know, you can be hungry and go to the gym. Yes. You can be cold to, and go to the gym. You can be hot and go to it like uh, there's a scenario where you can do all these things outside. Like you have to be responsible for your health. 100%. You know, obviously, Eddie drives trucks, so he don't want to be like, you know, working off for three hours of sleep and then just hitting the gym. Mm-hmm. And, like you got to be responsible for. Yes. You know, that your health, of course. Yes. Um, but outside of that, like, you know, whether you. You know, you got your six hours, seven hours of sleep, and you still tired. Like, nigga, get up, get like, up, it, motherfucker. It, it, yeah, it just don't matter. Or you know, whether whatever it is, when you want to go to the studio, or you don't feel like recording, mm-hmm. or you got writer's block, or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. You know, just put the work in. Um, you know, put the pen to the pad. You know, do do whatever. You know, if you're a content creator, create the content whether you feel like it or not. And every time you do that, you start to build this callus to like. Um, bullshit yeah i mean you start to realize like it doesn't it doesn't matter the circumstances and you start to like really um because a lot of us you know no one wants to go to the top by themselves so when you start to develop that for yourself and you start to develop that integrity for yourself Mm -hmm. the world around you starts to look like that oh yeah like we you, you don't know how many people 
us doing this every Sunday, people be like, yo, like, they ain't missed a Sunday, a mm-hmm. Sunday in five years. Like, mm-hmm. if I can't, you know, be consistent, like, you know, you know, there's no excuse for me. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always work out like that because it takes it take it t- it takes a lot. They they say it's like it's uh, it's simple, but it's not easy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I think for us, it's just like blocking out Sunday sun, Sunday in general. Or if it doesn't work out Sunday, like how during the week can we make it work? Um, yeah. But there's not really a scenario. You know, we've been through it all. Like in five years of your life. You'll go through every scenario Bruh. possible, yeah. whether it's a breakup, whether it's a death in the family, mm-hmm. your father, your uncle, um, you know, tired, music videos, traveling, whatever Doesn't the case matter. may be. Like it's all like there's a world where it can all get done. Discipline is important because it bleeds into everything. For example, let's say I do a crazy shift. I'm at work like 17, 18 hours. I'm tired as fuck. I get home. I go to sleep. But let's say I'm married or I got a girlfriend. And she, we haven't went out and done anything for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get up af- from my bed. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, we going out of town. We finna go get something to eat. We finna go to Magic Mountain. We finna do this." Because you still have an obligation to the person you love, mm-hmm. right? And you may not be motivated to want to go out and do things, but it's a certain amount of discipline that you have to say, "Hey, I'm gonna do what I need to do to make my relationship work." Yeah. So that also takes discipline. You're yeah. not always going to be motivated. You're not always going to be motivated to go with your lady to the mall and she takes all fucking day. Mm-hmm. But these are certain things you still need to do because you have to be devoted to things that matter. If your girlfriend matters, if your wife matters, mm-hmm. your discipline needs to bleed into your relationship. Mm-hmm. If your health matters, that discipline needs to bleed into going to the gym and eating right. If you have a goal in mind, mm-hmm. that discipline needs to bleed into it. Because at the end of the day, you know what? Like guys like Eric Thomas and other and Tony Robbins, they make money off of people with low integrity because these motherfuckers don't want to get up. Yeah. That's why they make so much money because they're they're literally trying to speak life into these people. You got Eric Thomas is like, I ate out of trash cans. I dropped out of school. I read at this this age level, this age group. I went to school. I did this. I did that. And the people will leave and they'll be on fire. Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll leave and they'll be like, they ready to run through a wall. But by that second week, they're already back to making excuses. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? It's not because of motivation. It's because we're creatures of habit. We yeah, are, they we, haven't built that discipline. They haven't built up discipline. Mm-hmm. We are creatures of habit. And habitually, we build these things up over time. So if you're 35, you got 35 years of bullshit that you got you to gotta fight against every day. Yeah. You have to fight against it every single day in order for you to change as a human being. And you want to know what's crazy, too? I, t- I talked about this with Keith. Like, when it comes down to this basic things, the reason why I am a lot more clean now, I wasn't, like, ever a filthy, dirty person. Or like, mm-hmm. my house wasn't always filthy. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would tend to, like, leave a shirt here on the ground or leave this there or leave that there. But at the end of the day, there's no reason why your house shouldn't be spotless. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're the only one there, too, I understand we get a little clutter, but you need to keep your area clean, keep your car clean, keep your house clean, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you have to be that person because you're not that person. Mm-hmm. So since I'm not a, a super crazy clean person, that's why I'm a clean person now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys get that. Mm-hmm. But if you're not built like that, you need to fucking know it. Mm-hmm. Don't be in a gym like, yeah, I'm in the gym. You know, and you could be work. I know some people that gotten, and this is this is directed right at the men right here too. Mm-hmm. 
there are a lot of men that was in a relationship and uh no excuse me they was in a relationship and they broke up and they was going to the gym four or five <clears throat> times a week they lost 65 pounds they're fucking ripped they're jacked big chest big arms big shoulders they hitting legs two three times a week they look amazing they ain't never looked this good in their life they meet a girl and they fuck it off <laughs> they go right to be being overweight they pander to the women they date they 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 kissed the woman's ass. The woman got them all mentally unhealthy. And the next time you see them, they didn't gain every pound and more back. Mm-hmm. You don't ever meet somebody. This is the problem. You lack discipline, homie. Uh-huh. And the if you meet a woman and you lack dis- discipline, they don't respect men like that. Mm-hmm. They genuinely don't. If you women will look at your life and look at how much like how much discipline you lack. And they will treat you based off that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of dudes be like obsessed with women. And you ever notice how there's a common theme where when they're obsessed with women, women tend to not respect them. Mm. I've noticed it. I think you should treat women with respect and you should be respectful to them and treat them good. However, you shouldn't be like running behind a woman and trying to meet every fucking need that she has. Mm-hmm. You need to have integrity and have a life of your own because if you do not, women will see that. And they will step all over your ass. And yeah, I think the biggest thing is just respecting yourself. Like exactly, you, you can't like you can't like um, a relationship is is a is a two people coming together. One hundred percent. It's not like it's not always us. You know, you can right. only control yourself. So right. you know that requires you handling your business, whether that's right. your health. You know, you know mm-hmm. your job, your 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 finances, and stuff like that. And then together, y'all can create this beautiful bond. But it doesn't work if you just, you know, you kind of get very loose and sloppy mm-hmm. and calling out of work all the time. There and you all go. These, all these different things. You're not picking up around the house, there whatever you go. the case may be. So, there yeah. you go. You mm-hmm. just said it. But you just said, you just made a point that I was making without actually saying it, mm-hmm. is you need to respect yourself. Mm-hmm. When you respect yourself, people tend to respect you. Yeah, for sure. That's just how it, that's how it goes, mm-hmm. homie. And, yeah. and also, too, like, even just the, just the little shit, like, if I'm a grown man, if I'm a grown man, a woman shouldn't have to pick up behind me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just the truth. That's basic. I respect I respect women who are very clean, but mm-hmm. the reason why it's important too for uh, as a man to be disciplined into yourself is because if you do find a woman that you love and you want to spend the rest of your life with, you don't need to inconvenience her. Mm-hmm. You'll be wasting your time and inconveniencing everybody you are with because you don't have any fucking discipline. Mm-hmm. Let's say, for example, you a guy that goes, this is how it starts. This is how dudes gain a bunch of weight and just get super lazy. They'll get with a chick. They've been going to the gym all the time, whatever. And the girl's like, skip the gym. Let's go eat. Let's go to this restaurant. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Automatically, with just that one interaction, this woman knows she could get you off your square. Mm -hmm. If you tell her, hey, now we can go to that restaurant, but I got to hit the gym first. Mm -hmm. That's purpose. Mm -hmm. That's discipline. We can still have fun, but I got to do me. Mm-hmm. I got to do what's right by me. Mm-hmm. If I do what's right by me, I can do what's right by you at the same time. Yeah. But I'm just the point I'm trying to make with this is not even about relationships. It's about discipline trumping everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. I may not look exactly how I want to look today, but I've been working my ass off. I've been tracking everything I eat for the past over 30 days now. Mm-hmm. I've lost minimal pounds, but I'm busting my ass. I came to the gym before I went here. Went home, ate, got in the shower, came right to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. Okay? So maintaining that level of discipline is going to help me long term. 
Because yeah. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Uh, Eddie ain't always been like that. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's still a lot of things I'm working on. I'm speaking as a person that's a working progress. Yeah. But I notice my bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh. yeah. That's. I think that's the biggest thing in this whole conversation is that when you're when the when the excuses are real for you, like when the when the excuse that I was late because it was traffic traffic was bad when that excuse um, lives for you like a reality like there's there's nobody that can tell you any different. That's the world of like you're not ever going to get nothing accomplished. Thank but you. when you can realize that you're late to a place because you didn't leave early enough and then you could take that same example and use it across your whole life. Like I am overweight because I don't have discipline in my diet. Right. I'm overweight because I don't get up and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have money saved um, in the bank because I don't save money, mm-hmm. not because stuff is expensive or not right. because you know, rent is going up or all these different things. Like when you start to get out of that world of excuses, that's where the power is. And when you yeah. just recognize they just excuses. But when you, <clears throat> excuse me, when you don't, when you don't realize it, when you just like, you know, it's just like, oh man, I need, um, I need to look at the Eric Thomas video. I need to look at the Gary V video or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be to get me going. Um, you know, you just going to fall back into that same pattern a week later. You know, yeah. that's the same thing, thing with, um, New Year's resolutions. It's all, we're, we're motivated because it's a new year. Excuse me. But then um, come January 15th, it's just like, oh, dang. Like, I don't feel like going to the gym right now. I'll right. go tomorrow. Right. I don't feel like going to the gym. I'll go tomorrow. And the She's next going. thing you know, it's been two, three, three months. months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing, too, we live in a society where they're trying to appropriate everything. And that's because people don't have any fucking discipline. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with, oh, you're shaming this and you're shaming this and you're wrong for this. No, motherfucker, you don't have any discipline. And you want the world to succumb to your lack of, your ineptitude and your lack of motivation is 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 the reason why you want the world to succumb to that, to your lack of discipline. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with anything else. Mm-hmm. We appropriate laziness. We appropriate obesity. We appropriate drug use. We appropriate everything. Mm-hmm. And it's because we don't have any fucking discipline. Mm-hmm. If we had discipline, we wouldn't have this problem. Mm-hmm. It's just the bottom line. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We got. Fa- I've got. I'm people that I've known. Like, hey man, they're hiring over here, man. I know you haven't had a job in a while, man. I ain't working for the white man just to do this and that. Yeah. I'm thinking. Oh, so you rather be broken ass people for money, motherfucker? That's crazy. Yeah. It, it doesn't hurt you to bother people and 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 inconvenience people asking them for money all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it be, be people like that without no jobs. They always have like an excuse, like, "Man, I, I ain't working over there." Corporate they, they, America just yeah. holding people down anyway. Yeah, well, I want to work. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's okay for you to just sit there and do nothing and be a grown adult, and the mm-hmm. whole world has to find a way to take care of your fucking ass. Yeah, Who man, do I don't like are? the hours. I don't really like the graveyard shift. You, you ain't got no money though. Yeah, you don't like the graveyard shift, but you gonna be in the grave from not having no money, motherfucker. <laughs> you better it's a do real something. graveyard shift. Yeah, you better yeah. do something, motherfucker. Yeah. Some people sure. are like, oh, they're fat shaming this and that. Let me let me preface the statement with this. I don't think somebody should be shamed for how they look or their height or any of that. However, there's a there's two sides to this fat shaming shit. It one of them is it's wrong that people just are uh, unsolicited, just talking shit about a person, right? Mm-hmm. If you crack a joke on somebody fat or you crack fat jokes, I don't see a problem with that. But when you literally find a person who's doing nothing to you and you're just assaulting them with just fucked up words and they're not even trying to, they ain't trying to roast back nothing and you just being fucked up, that is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? But the other flip side to that is you lazy mm-hmm. and you are undisciplined. 
mm-hmm. and you want the world to succumb to the fact that you are morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We ain't doing that. Right? Because if, truth be told, the same person that's way overweight, they'll be shaming somebody for not having a job. Mm-hmm. You sitting there weighing 400 pounds like, you need to get a job. Well, mm-hmm. he can turn right around and say, you need to lose some weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the truth. That's facts. You want to appropriate you being way overweight, but you want to shame somebody for not having a job. Mm-hmm. You need to, this is what I'm saying. You need to be standing in a place of discipline before you try to say anything about someone else. Yeah. If you're living in a position of a lack of discipline, don't open your mouth about other people. Yeah. You don't want to be like coaching people from the the nosebleeds. Right. Yeah. yeah. Don't right. tell LeBron James that he needs to um help out on that on that defensive play or whatever when you just you you not you chubby sitting in the thing. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, the only thing you can tell me is how to eat a sandwich. How many angles can I eat a sandwich in? <laughs> yeah. Right? There are people in our comment section on YouTube. There's a video we got. It's just a bunch of hateful comments because we cracked a joke on, on uh, Rich Boy, right? Yeah. And then somebody said, if I was them, I would have said, well, create your own platform, you sorry motherfucker. Go do it. Go create your own platform. We've been doing this for five years. You got a clip out of us, and you feel like you're talking like you know our whole existence, motherfucker. You don't know us. Mm-hmm. You haven't listened to no fucking content. If you did, you would understand the nuance of Keith and Eddie, but you don't. You are a person in the comments who creates nothing. All you got is a fucking opinion. Congratulations, dickface. Okay? <laughs> you don't, you should, you, man, you, these people are crazy. Mm-hmm. The same motherfuckers that will be like, I would have said this. Well, you can say this. Just create your own platform. Oh, but you suck. And no one wants to listen to you. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the fucking problem with these people, man. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. It's a wild world. It's a wild world, man. Mm-hmm. Work on your discipline, man. That's all I can tell That's you. That's the biggest thing. It's a, sure. it's, a, it's a long journey. Mm-hmm. But I think I'll say this before we wrap this up, because we'll do one more topic, and we'll get you out of here. Keith. Okay. Um. <sighs> I think when it comes to discipline, it comes down to the things that you don't even consider. The friends that you have, mm-hmm. the food that you eat, the clothes that you wear, the conversations that you have, mm-hmm. the things you do, all of those things bleed into your life. Every fucking thing. And you don't realize it, but you might be trying to be on a straight and narrow with one of your homies and be like, man, you've been working hard, man. Let's go get some food. Let's go do this and that. And it's like, truth be told, your friend is a fucking bum and he wants you to be a bum just like him. Mm-hmm. You might have to get rid of that motherfucker for you to excel. That takes discipline. Yeah. You might you might have to look at his life. Just if the next time one of your friends do that, look at their life, look at where they're going, and you just get rid of them. Yeah. And it sucks. And yeah. they might they're gonna say, "Oh man, Eddie changed, man. Mm-hmm. Keith changed, man. They think they somebody. This and that." Well, you can say that, and that's cool. But let's let's revisit this conversation in five years, and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you want you want to surround yourself with with a partner, with friends, with family that's um, that like in, encourages you um, to do the right thing, you know, right. and not and not not in like the dare sense, you know, right, what I mean? right, but right. like in the sense of like, yo, like go hit the gym, man. I you know I ain't seen you in the gym in a while. What's going on? Let's let's meet up or something like that. Versus you know the person that's like, oh, let's let's go uh, to this fast food or this restaurant and. You know, and we ain't been to the gym in three weeks or something. Like you just want, you know, you just want that person that gives you that that timely, 
yo, you should be writing. Hey, like, I ain't seen you on stage in a minute. You ain't did stand-up in a minute, man. Like, let's go to the open mic, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, you just want to surround yourself with with those type of people because when somebody else is invested in your success, it makes your life a lot easier. Um, and that's that's just one thing that I realized. You know, the pushback on this is like, well, everybody doesn't, well, everybody doesn't have goals to achieve all these great things. Some of us are content with our lives, and we don't have to work hard, and we just love how we are. Okay, cool. Make different friends then. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be your friend. I'm not judging where you want to go. But we can also be friends if you're a person that doesn't try to inhibit where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Just because you've decided that you don't care much about much, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be hard for you to support a guy mm-hmm. that wants to be very successful and you just are just living a regular life. You're going to start looking at that person different. Mm-hmm. Imagine how I feel for um, somebody posted this in the comments. The hell is that in my mouth? The hair in my mouth. Somebody posted, dang, it must be a trip. Because uh, when, when LeBron broke the record, he had his high school teammates there. Mm-hmm. They said, damn, imagine working a nine to five and your teammate was LeBron James. Right, and mm-hmm. I don't think that matters. Yeah, but I, the, here's the the flip side to it: most people think like that because they can't support something that great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they like, yo, I got to clock in at Target tomorrow. Why the fuck am I over here at LeBron's game? But yeah. then there's other people that's like, yo, LeBron is great. My job and my life has nothing to do with LeBron. I'm here to support him. Not at all. I mean, like that's. I mean, I've went to school with like a handful of professional athletes, mm-hmm. and I don't look at them like. Like, like I failed. Right, hundred like, percent. You know, like Tyron Wallace, he played in the NBA and mm-hmm. Mercy. Uh, he plays in the CFL, and he played. He was he uh, he got a tryout for the Eagles. Like, I don't look at my life like 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 I failed. It's like, yo, good for them. They they really put the work in. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but you have to understand the average. A lot of people don't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. You could just be living your life, and these people see you on TV. Hey, big shot. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. Must be nice has to be the most backhanded fucking. It's not even a compliment. It's just a fucked up statement. Yeah. What do you mean must be nice, motherfucker? I work for this. Yeah. Every minute, every second of it must be nice. Mm-hmm. That's just jealousy. That's that's subliminal mm-hmm. jealousy. Must be nice. Must be nice is like a lucky statement. Yeah. Like if I win the lottery or something, I think you can tell me must be nice. Yeah. But if I worked in any capacity to earn the million, billion dollars or whatever, then it, it is nice. Nigga, it's not a must be. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. I had a threesome last night. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's the thing, man. Don't, don't like, at the end of the day, it's not your job as a person to try to like redirect someone's energy and tell them how they should perceive you. But at the same time, don't let a motherfucker play you. That's facts. You worked hard for that, man. Yeah, that's right. You did. So mm-hmm. fuck them. Mm-hmm. All right. Switching gears. We'll wrap it up after this. Um, stop using clinical terms for cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that say, like, you know what? Um, you know, I was a narcissist and I was insecure, which is why I cheated on my wife. Nigga, you just wanted some pussy. <laughs> Can you stop the cap, please? I be seeing people do this, or a woman will be like, I just felt really alone in my relationship, and I just, you know, I, emotionally I wasn't with my husband anymore. Yeah. Oh, so that's why you got fucked in the ass by that dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, that explains it. Mm-hmm. People are so full of shit. Mm-hmm. It, it's, at the end of the day, cheating itself takes a lot of 
thinking, a lot of strategy. You got to hide messages. You got to find out who fucking over whose house or what hotel, when y'all going to meet up. Yeah. What it, that Like, stop it. You got to know your partner's work schedule. Everything. Yeah, you got to know, like... You got to also know, like, if there's any surprise things, right. like if your partner could come home for lunch and right. all, all these different things. It just, it's just too much work. Just fucking stop it. Yeah. I hate it that people try to give these clinical terms mm-hmm. for cheating. Yeah. Um, yes, you know, and the thing about it is, is is me, you know, I'm a Sagittarius and I learned, shut the fuck up. Yeah. What do a Sagittarius <clears throat> got to do with you sucking dick? Yeah. Okay. It didn't matter what your horoscope was when you was blowing that guy. Okay. Yeah. That didn't fucking matter then. Shut up. Yeah. You don't ha- it goes back to the conversation. You don't have discipline. Because if you were devoted to your wife or your husband, you would say, you know what? Teresa got a fat ass and I want to fuck her. But I love my wife. That's wild. My wife is good to me. It might be best just not to even say that. What? Just keep those thoughts in your head. What? Teresa's fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> don't say those words out loud. That's like 5% cheap. Just say that <laughs> You might manifest the pussy accidentally. <laughs> and they go from Teresa got a fat ass. I don't want to do nothing with her. And Teresa, you got a fat ass. That's what I'm saying. You got to chill. That's 5% cheating. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But basically what I'm saying is, is you could acknowledge your sexual attraction for someone else, but you understand that like you're, you're reacting off of like primal urges. Yeah. You're not reacting... Decent. You're not being a decent person. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No. And and the person that's at home, you say, look, if we're going to break up, it's going to be because we had differences. We had problems that we tried to work through and it didn't work. Yeah. But I'm not going to lose my relationship because I couldn't keep my fucking dick in my pants. That's a just a stupid way to go out. That's stupid, man. Yeah. And people say like, oh, well, they, well you, you ain't got enough. <clears throat> well, if you had a bunch of options, then you would cheat. And I'm thinking like. Well, motherfucker, you don't know who I am. You don't know what I'm about. I think I think most people got options. Like, mm. if you've had sex before you got in a relationship, then you probably got some options out there somewhere. Because more times than not, like you, you know, the person that you have, you know, have some type of relations with. Um, they go through they breakups and mm-hmm. get togethers, and they probably gonna be single, and they probably mm-hmm. gonna. You know, uh, reach out to you or slide in your DMs in mm-hmm. some capacity. They're gonna be available f- for you, especially if you put it down. Uh, They're gonna be available for you in some capacity. That's a good point. That's yeah. true. So it ain't like you know, Michael B. Jordan obviously got endless options. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. But you know, even if you just Joe Blow from you know whatever Paso Robles or whatever, mm. you know, you still got some. It may not be like options, options, but it may be you know a couple people you can talk to. Mm. Or you can, you know, it's dating apps and stuff, you know, you know how that goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in regards to that, too, with the cheating thing, I think you have to. How do I say this? If you have the um, if you feel like you have the capacity or the foresight to be a husband or wife. Right. I think that starts before you get in a relationship. Yeah. And let me explain what I mean. It starts in the gym. It starts. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. It starts. Um, it starts while you're single. For example, this is what people at, like on average do. They're single. They like I'm going to the club. I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna live my life. And, then, and what that means is I'm gonna fuck who I want. I'm gonna go talk to as many people as I want. And then they get in a relationship, and now all of a sudden they have to start changing. That's fake. Mm-hmm. 
when you're a person and you get single, right? And let's say if you've never had an experience like where you talk to people and did that, okay, fine, do you. But if you've done that before, there's no need to really go into that. If you if you say, look, I do want somebody seriously, so let me conduct myself like a person who wants something. I'm not saying that don't mean you can't fuck somebody here and there. That just means I'm going to conduct myself in a decent way, and I'm going to embed certain principles in myself mm -hmm. because by the time I meet somebody, I don't want to play catch up, mm -hmm. right? If you cheated in your last relationship and that was six months ago and now you're in a new one, you still the same nigga that couldn't keep his dick in his pants. Mm -hmm. You didn't really go through any moment where you 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 had solitude and you had moments of clarity. People don't have any clarity anymore. They just jump from one relationship to the next. Yeah. They break up and they with a new <clears throat> motherfucker in two months. Do you think two months is enough to get over five years? If you was in a relationship with a motherfucker for five years and now two months later you're in a new relationship, you still got that other relationship that you a part of. <laughs> you got remnant. You got remnants on you. You got more than remnants. Yeah. You the the new dude that you met got less real estate than the old motherfucker. Yeah. Cause you, your DNA, he still got your DNA. You still got his DNA in you somewhere. You still got some uh, sperm residue in there. Sp yeah, exactly. Yeah, this still trying. That they nigga could do a swab down there and say like, "Oh, that was Tyrone." Yeah, that nigga still fertilizing your egg. <laughs> 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 Sperm floating around in there. Yeah, that nigga's still, sperm still trying to swim up there. <laughs> but that's the thing, man. People don't take enough time to themselves. They don't have any discipline. Yeah, I think I I will say though, even with all that, like you know, it's not once a cheater, always a cheater. That statement isn't true. No, it's I do not. know people that have, um, they've lost the world. You know, whether it was a wife or you know a girlfriend that really was supportive and took care of them and all these different things. And then, you know, they used whatever they learned in that relationship, you know, to, you know, make the next woman, um, you know, happy and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and not cheat in, in, in that relationship. So it's um, it's the same sort of thing where you were saying, like, um, you know, I clean because I'm not clean or something like that. Like the same thing with, you know, with, with cheat or like reform cheaters, as I would say, mm -hmm. um, a lot of them, you know, you say I'm not I'm not a cheater anymore. And then you put the the system in place in order to not let it happen again. And that may be deleting your social media. You know, some exactly. people go as far as that. Um, that may be, you know, not putting yourself in spaces where you're alone with, with, you know, a woman you're attracted to, you know, it might be like, Oh, if, it, if it's a professional setting, you know, you may have a secretary around or like an assistant around that always going, that's always going to be there. So you're not, you know, having, so, you know, so much alone time with these people or, you know, cutting certain conversations off after a certain hour. Like I'm not going to talk to this person past 6 PM or, you know, whatever the case exactly. may be, just putting systems in place because you know that, you know, if you go back into those old habits, then, mm -hmm. You're going to be knee deep in some pussy. Yeah. And it, and it works both ways, too, because the whole work <clears throat> husband thing is a real thing. I've yeah. seen motherfuckers that go from a work husband where they're cracking jokes, they look a little too comfortable, and then they start fucking each other. I've mm -hmm. seen that. Mm -hmm. And I think that what happens, too, is is even the, like you have to put the restrictions on yourself, kind of what you were saying. Mm -hmm. If you see an attractive woman at the gym um, and there's no, and let's say you're married or in a relationship and you have no reason to interact with her, stay the fuck away from her. Mm -hmm. Because truth be told, it sucks to say this, a lot of women don't care if you are in a relationship. 
Yeah, a lot of women that. are morally bankrupt and they will fuck you anyways and make you the bad guy. Like he had a girlfriend and da, da, da. you knew he had a girlfriend. You knew yeah. it. You knew what the fuck. They'll you were entertain doing. it and then try to put you on blast. On, oh yeah, on the Instagram story. Right. Like mm-hmm. you. You don't. You. You'll never look good trying to make somebody look bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was yeah. that a bird? Yeah. God damn. They're going crazy. Nigga, that's you a You never f- hear it because you hear it pretty late, but they be they be going crazy during the day. He ran into the fucking yeah. side. Oh my God. Yeah. That's they gotta f- put those little spike things up there because them birds is annoying. That's yeah. a 50 cent bird. <laughs> he is flying into the to the freaking window lock. I'm a Brooklyn nigga. <laughs> <laughs> many men. Many, many, many men. Uh, uh we still love me if I make burgers a Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, love me if I was down. I can see that right now, making an animated like cartoon of like a pigeon. Yeah, like Nate Dog would be a pigeon if he was an animal. <laughs> Just like his whole little laid back demeanor. Yeah. Girl, With the headband on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you love me if I was down? <laughs> Fifty Cent. I don't know what animal he'd be. Um. What would he be? That nigga be like a that nigga be like a big like a crow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. He'd be like a condor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably would. Yeah. But no, nah, man, there's that. I, I, I think that when it comes down to the whole cheating thing, stop trying to make clinical <clears throat> terms and explanations for why you did it. You just lack discipline. And you yeah. also you also put yourself in positions that um cause you to do that. I mm-hmm. think as a man, when you're doing things as a man, when you're exhibiting single behavior and you're a married or a man in a relationship, that's a problem, mm-hmm. right? When you when you are a dude that is, let's say, I don't know, what's a way to do it? When you're just literally walking up to women trying to have conversation mm-hmm. and you, you can say to yourself, like, I'm not trying to get no pussy. I'm just trying to be friendly. No, you are. You're just lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. And you've created a habit of hitting on women for no reason. Mm-hmm. Right, and here's the thing that's gonna make it's gonna piss some women off, but I'm being real. When women are seeking attention in the gym and wearing very skimpy shit, that is a problem. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing with your ass cheeks out while you're doing your squats, you're trying to get single woman attention while being in a relationship. Yeah, and that's you, not good. And, and that ain't good. Because yeah. back in the day, women were at least decent enough that. Um, if they were with a man, they knew that doing that was just, it was like a, it was almost like a scream for attention. If you yeah. did some shit like that. <clears throat> you, I think the best way to go about that is like, you want to look good for right. yourself. Right. And then you want to look good for your partner, you True. know? So if y'all going out somewhere and you like a nice dinner or something like, you know, obviously you want to, I guess like turn your partner on in some capacity, whether it's a nice dress or a nice suit or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if you like, putting whatever on like to like you said go to the gym by yeah. yourself or you That's putting ridiculous. whatever on just to like you know i don't know run to the grocery store or whatever you got the little yoga pants with the little scrunchy part with the booty is like you're just doing too much you're doing too much and the thing about it is you're doing way too much for attention yeah i don't think it's okay to seek <clears throat> attention from everyone while being in a relationship mm-hmm. and then you got the nerd to turn around and say people looking at you of course people looking at you you got a big old booty and your motherfucking ass cheeks out yeah, Teresa. Any man that's yeah, I don't know why Teresa's got big asses. <laughs> but any man who is heterosexual does not have to be a creep to notice that you have a fat booty. Mm-hmm. You are putting it on display. Of mm-hmm. course we're going to fucking look. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. If a man is in a relationship and let's just say the dude has large genitals and he's wearing gray sweatpants, mm-hmm. 
Mm. A woman gonna tell you to go back in the house. Yeah, you gotta put some different. Pants you gotta on. put some different shit on. Yeah, because they don't want you out there looking like that. Mm-hmm. They, and they'll they'll tell you or they'll say, hey, can you put your shirt on? I've seen women tell their boyfriend, why do you have to? Can you put your shirt on before you go? Because they know that you're sexually attractive. You have a nice body. Mm-hmm. And if you just walk around with your shirt off, you might look a little available as a man. For sure. Just yeah, I, I mean, I've done that before. Like, definitely been like, and I, you know, I, I don't even, I don't like to control what people do, but it's like I, at the right. same time, like, you know, it's embarrassing for your your partner to Thank just you. look a certain way. And I'm not one, and it's cool. like some people like it. Some people like, you know, people liking their partner. That's insecurity um, a lot of time, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into to their psychology, but I just know for me, like. You know, I, I would just say, like, there was, like, a time where my girl bought, like, a bathing suit. And it was, like, you know, on the surface when you buy it or you may, maybe you see it online, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then when she put it on, it was, like, like uh, like the cheeks was out. And I was, like, I don't know about that one. You're going to mm-hmm. you have to wear that. Um, you know, wear that to the bathroom. <laughs> take a shower. With that one. <laughs> I don't think it's nothing wrong with checking your partner, whether it's woman or man. Yeah, and, and I don't sure. mean checking them in a bad way, but they might not be aware of what they're doing. It might mm-hmm. be unconscious behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, because you got to realize that some women that's not decent. They might they might be good women, but they've they they all their friends got their titties and ass out, mm-hmm. and they got in the habit of doing it. And then mm-hmm. they finally get a dude, and the dude is like, put his foot down, and he like, hey, I, I love you, but that you got to think about what that makes you look like. Yeah, for sure. Like, how does that make me look? Like, mm-hmm. if my lady is out looking like that, mm-hmm. and yeah, that, yeah, you, you, ladies, <laughs> same thing. Women will tell you like, uh, you can't be out at the bar till two in the morning. You need to come back home. For sure, yeah. That's just called putting people in check. And yeah. it's, it's if you're a dude in a relationship, you should not be at the bar at two in the morning. Yeah. You you shouldn't. Yeah. Like it's pussy. That's pussy getting hours. <laughs> Anything past midnight is just Anything OD. past midnight at eleven, you if you're a dude in a relationship, you should be back by eleven forty five. Well, latest is midnight. Especially the older you get. Yeah. Like some of those like those like twenty some year old relationships, like the rules is a little bit different, right? But if you thirty plus and you just out at two a.m., nah, unless it's like some sort of work thing, like, right? You know, uh, like you, I don't know, like you know, my boy Pat, he shoot music videos, and that's stuff different, like that so he'll be out pretty late or he'll be coming from L.A. That's but different, yeah. If you just hanging out, you know, especially where in a capacity where there's a lot of women around, it's just like nah, hundred percent. And you don't got to kiss your par- like kiss your partner's ass, but if you out and it's getting kind of late, you'd be like, I'm on my way in 15 minutes or yeah. whatever the case, just out of respect. Mm-hmm. Some people just be straight disrespectful and expect to. But the, oh, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. you know if it was the opposite, if you was a dude and your girl was out that yeah. late, you'd trip in. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, a woman out at 2 in the morning coming back, nigga, that ain't good. Not at all. Not at all. I got to smell your pussy when you're in the house. <laughs> you smell like Old Spice. <laughs> What the fuck was going on? <laughs> <laughs> that might make you more mad. Like, uh, you can't get a nigga that wear a real cologne. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga was wearing brute. What the fuck is going on there? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. 
I think that's it, man. We got to wrap this up. You got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Brent, man. I'm going to go check him out in a minute. Yeah, man. Mm. Shout out to Brent, man. Mm. But hey, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Uh, last but not least, if you would like to donate and you feel that you would want to give a donation, yeah, go to the Cash App ATM Pod, like an ATM, mm-hmm. but ATM Pod, which doesn't mean ATM, it means a trucker's mind podcast. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Shout out uh, to Baby Hulk. Was he the last person that yeah, he shot us some money? I believe so. Yeah, appreciate it, bro. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, head on over there. Head on to our YouTube. Don't mm-hmm. forget to subscribe there. Yeah. Um, don't forget to go to Spotify and give us a five star rating. Yeah. We don't got a lot of ratings on there. We need yeah. some help, man. We got we trying to take this shit to the top. Yeah, we need the ratings on we we're doing pretty decent on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. We got like a four point something um rating on there. So yep. that's beautiful. Yeah, but we, we need the we need the ratings <clears throat> everywhere. So head yeah. to Spotify. We need to be in every American household. Amen. This is American this is the American podcast. America. Right? For mm-hmm. the liberals, the conservatives, and the libertarians. The Green Party. If a Green Party, mm-hmm. we need we need everybody. To chime in to a Trucker's Mind podcast. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. Um, if you made it to the end, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Fings. We're out of here, man. Peace.